when you look back over your life, you never think that you should be or can be where you are right now. For some people, it's a blessing. For some people, it's a curse. But as for me, I would have never thought that I'd be where I am right now. I count it all joy in spite of all obstacles, adversities, and difficulties. Yet here we are right now speaking into the lives of others. I count it as a blessing. Hey, what's up, everybody? You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and we'll be taking you through plenty of taboo topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're going to go through, listen, and deal with all these things together. I know I've got to heal, and I'm sure you have to heal, too, or man in your life needs to heal. Stay tuned. Fasten your seatbelt. Hold on. Here we go. Hello, and once back at you again, this is Sean, your host from I'm Dealing With. Hey, I'm hoping you're getting some great value out of the content. And I uh, just want to make sure that uh, moving forward, we continue to bring you the best in uh, what you need. I mean, if there is, if, there, if you have any ideas or things that you would like us to talk about, please reach us, reach out to us at imdealingwith at gmail.com and or you can reach us on any of the major platforms. We are on Snapchat and Facebook, Instagram and uh, LinkedIn, you name it. Uh, We are on those specific uh, platforms as well as Twitter. So again, under all that falls under I'm dealing with. So again, we're just coming right back at you with another one. And today we're going to just going to be talking about trial by fire. Man, uh, this is a very personal to me. Uh, Very, very, very personal. In that there are some different things and events that have happened, uh, which causes us. I mean, oh my God! I mean, it's just like one of those things where you just go, "Man, what was uh, I thinking? And why did I do things like that? Why did I handle things like that?" And in everybody's life, we're going to go through some fiery episodes. Um, it doesn't matter if it's it's if it's dealing with a personal relationship. Uh, yeah, with a loved one, uh, you know, a mother, daughter, sister, brother, maybe even your significant other could be a professional relationship. I mean, man, for those of you that are entre- entrepreneurs, uh, you have your own business, you know, you can go through fiery episodes uh, in that genre, in that arena. It happens. I mean, you're losing contacts, you lose business, uh, you have people that rate you. Uh, badly uh, due to a bad transaction and many times it's not even your fault but you know uh, you know as Gary V would say you know uh, you got to reap the rewards and you got to eat the crap too I mean it's both it's both those things Um, maybe it's a faith-based thing that um, you may uh, deal with some fiery episodes 
um, maybe somebody that uh, in your house houses a worship uh, maybe you had a bad relationship there um, it could be even something to the point of just a hobby you know um, I know I mean for me I may have had fire plenty of fiery episodes and a lot of my hobbies man uh, let me see which hobby you want to talk about let's see there's uh, my RC cars uh, man uh, my drones um, some fly great some I lost some fly away um, some just don't do what they're supposed to do uh, some fall out the sky you, you know uh, if you're a drone pilot you know what I'm talking about it not everything's perfect you know uh, you know plenty of people had you know different types of drones I mean everything from a unique to a DJI to an Autel Evo to a, oh my god there's just so much the, the power egg to I mean there's just so much out there you know and not everything's just gonna fly great I mean sometimes you have these you know you get a bad apple and it just happens you know and sometimes in our lives we get bad apples okay but then there are times where we actually caused a bad apple, okay? And, man, there if you think about over the course of your life, um, how many things or how many times you maybe you've put yourself in a certain position to where you cause, you know, this fire. It happens. It happens. Maybe, we, uh, maybe you're a great person, a great dude, you know, right? And, uh, you, you know, you, you, but you have a buddy, you know that has a that has a mouth and just can't shut up. You know how it is. You got those people that just you just wish you could just uh, you just want to punch them in the mouth. Man, shut up. You know because you have these people sometimes that'll put you in precarious positions because they can't keep their mouth shut, or they open up their mouth at the wrong time. You haven't even sealed the business yet. You know, or uh, maybe it's you. Maybe you like to pop off at the mouth sometimes. Maybe we just talk a lot of trash, and then because of our mouth, sometimes we put ourselves in precarious positions, especially on the workplace. You know, a boss, a supervisor, a, a manager asks you to do something. You know, hey, I, I would like to, could you move over here and such, such, such. And the first thing, that's not my job. But what I brought here was for, I was supposed to do, you know, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're in a precarious position, right? Well, in this episode, dealing with trial by fire, man, I, it, it was really nothing that, <clears throat> in this case, that I actually, I can actually say that I actually did personally. I mean, this is one of the things where, I thought I was doing all the right things. And sometimes in doing the right thing can cause a fire in your life. I mean, a serious fire. Um, and then two times I'll actually talk about uh, one of the times, you know, I was, I, was, uh, I think I was, I had just turned uh, 18. I think it was, I think it was just, I just turned 18. Some along those lines. And uh, I wasn't feeling good or I had a lot of episodes in my life. <laughs> y'all know y'all, if you if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I, I can go on and on about some stories. You know, some folks not going to tell you, but I'm just going to be like I said, I'm going to be transparent, you know, and I have um, these stories where, the, you know, this it, it, where it's just like so relevant, even in today's time, because uh, we all have stories. We all have stories to tell that will benefit somebody. And um, in this particular one, this particular story here, I'm going to talk about. Um, I was again, I was at the age of 18 and I can't remember if this was during the time I had a cast on my leg because I had a bicycle accident and, you know, I was riding up the street and uh, it, let's put it, this, it was bad. You know, when people go, there's no way that could happen. 
I was riding the street and I was doing all I normally do, you know, hitting wheelies on a bicycle, you know. And for those of you that have ever done that, you know that that can go wrong. So I was hitting wheelies on the bicycle, I was going up the street and the bike flipped all the way back and I landed on my butt, but my feet didn't come off the pedals right away. <clears throat> so as my feet finally came off the pedal, my right foot heel slammed on the ground and when it slammed on the ground you know i heard but i was like uh, no big deal right so i was like oh man my butt because i really landed on my butt first right but then my heel hit the ground and i was like ah you know whatever so then after i kind of came to you know came to myself and i said oh let me get up from here and i went to get up and i was really like my foot was hurting i looked down and my foot was turned backwards and it's my right foot i mean my leg was straight but the foot was turned completely backwards because when it slammed on the ground, heel first, uh, with the you know with toes pointed up toward the sky, it's it broke all the um, the the bone in that whole ankle area. I mean, it was it was shot, spun it backwards. So anyway, I had to, because of everything that I had to go through dealing with that, um, they had to set the cast, and I think they did it in three different stages you know, the x-rays and stuff, but they had to do the cast. They had to do it like um, well below the knee just to set the ankle and everything. Then they had to build it up to the knee. Then after that, all the way up the thigh to make sure the ankle stays straight. So, you know, and during that time I was given, you know, options. You know, one of the things was, here's how they said, it. I said, well, you know, how's it going to heal? You know, we had questions. Is this my, again, this is my mother and I, right? And we got questions for the doctor because during this time I wanted to play football and I thought I was going to be, you know, I could throw a ball. I mean, literally I could throw a ball. I can run too, but you know, I'm just going to lie. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to say, look, um, but I don't want to get hit though, you know, so I don't want to be a running back or a wide receiver. I can catch a ball too. And I was great, but I was like, I don't want to get hit. You know, if you want to call me a punk, fine. I didn't want to get hit as far as that goes, so, but I'd rather throw the ball. I'll get hit throwing a ball, but you know, I just didn't want to, you know, set myself up for the possible high and low. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, so we had questions for the doctor and we, and we asked him to sit. So after this thing sets and it's good, you know, am I going to be able to, you know, go out for sports? And he goes, yeah, sure. I'm like, bad. You know, I said, because, you know, either I want to run track football or blah, 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 blah. You know, he goes, oh, yeah, you can fly out for, go for sports. He goes, no problem. He says, but I want you to understand this. If it breaks again, either we're going to have to put pins in it, we're going to have to wear pins in it the rest of your life, or um, there's a possibility that we might not be able to fix it, or your last option will be we'll have to amputate it. But yeah, but the choice is yours. But yeah, you can go out for sports. Needless to say, I never went out for football. I didn't, uh, as much as I was thought I was pretty decent at basketball, I didn't go out for basketball because periodically, even playing around just like on a basketball court, just, you know, with the boys and stuff like that, sometimes my ankle, after about 15 minutes of play, the ankle would start spinning around to the side by itself. The, the whole nerve would just pull. And I'd have to take my whole leg and turn it into into the ankle just to get it to reset. And, and, and 
So needless to say, there's a whole lot of stuff I didn't do. I was able to do track and stuff. Okay. You know, again, that was um, long jump, triple jump, uh, 220, well, it was 200 then, 200 meter, and then the 440, the 440 relay, basically. But other than that, that's pretty much all I could really do because I, I can run. Um, I could do that type of, you know, triple jump and stuff like that, but really intensive stuff towards like, you know, 20, 30 minutes straight. Nope. Ankle wouldn't have it. So again, during that time, I, so I was either, uh, for that time, or there's also at the time I turned 18, I was in, uh, my room. And, uh, you know, and I just, whatever, I just wasn't feeling, you know, whatever that was, I, but I, I, you know, again, you know, you know, us men do men and I'm men, I'm talking to you, you know how we do, we good, you know, or we really think we good. We feeling kind of, eh, but you know, we good, you know, that's what we say, right? We good. So I'm in my room doing my thing. So I walk into my bathroom, you know, because I had a bathroom connected to my room. And I walk into the bathroom. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to get in the shower and do my thing, right? So I'm in the shower just doing the thing, right? You know, we, we do, you know, in the shower. And while I'm in the shower, it was weird because it was like everything got foggy. And it wasn't because of the steam. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I noticed like the shower started spinning. So then I'm like, what is going on? So I start getting dizzy and I'm like, what the heck? So I kind of stayed there for a minute and I kind of closed my eyes to try to get it to clear up. And it just wasn't clearing up, you know, that, you know, that thought process, that mind, you know, you open your eyes, uh, things are still spinning. And I'm like, you know, what the heck is this? So I said, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm getting out of here and let me go sit down somewhere. Okay. Let me go, let me go sit my life down. Right. So, um, I open up the door and as I open up the door, everything in me just said, he gone. I mean, literally, I don't remember a thing after that. I remember opening up the door and that was it. I had, well, I had turned off the water and I went to open up the door and that was it. And then the next thing, you know, you know, I'm waking up on the bathroom floor. I'm like, so, okay, so I'm just going to be honest and, and tell y'all the truth on this. So when that happened, you know, there's only one person home, you know, when that happened. And y'all heard the stories, but who do I call? My mama. My mom. And I'm just like, mom, you know, mom. Again, I just turned it. I'm just going to tell you, I cried out to my mom. That's just what that was. And, uh, you know, she's, I can hear her kind of, you know, what, what do you want? But then I called her again and, you know, and, uh, and, you know, they say a mother knows the difference in a call from their children. But, and apparently she knew that something was up if he's calling me like this. I don't know if it was a certain tone or the way I called her or whatever, but she came running. She slid open. Uh, Cause we had a pocket door to separate my bedroom from the bathroom, uh, uh, from my bathroom. So she came through my room, uh, slid open the pocket door and saw me and helped me wrap me up. You know, again, 
guys, I was, again, I fell out the shower. So when I say wrap me, you know what that was, you know, put me in a towel and sat me down. I kind of start asking what happened. So, um, upon getting some type of examination or some type of thing, I'm not sure if we actually went into the doctor's office later or she made a phone call, whatever, but it wasn't too much longer come to find out that I also developed chickenpox. <laughs> Imagine this, right? First, my behind is on the floor. Uh, you know, if you want to say butt naked, I mean, I'm on the floor laid out. Your mom's got to come in there and come wrap you up. And then you get chicken pox too. Uh, talking about some hot garbage, man. It was a bad deal. It was a bad day for this fella. A very bad day. Okay. So, um, yeah. So it was either during that time of when I had the cast or when I had came down with this chicken pox and that whole thing. And it was like all the flu and everything. So apparently the steam in the shower activated all that at the same time. So I'm like, you know, so it caused a chicken pox. It, 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 you know, I was coming down with chicken pox, but apparently I was coming down with a flu too. And the steam in the shower just said, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm activating all the, all your garbage in your life, you know, lights out, you know. So it was during that time. It was either that or the other. And again, it's during the course of 18. And it caused me now to end up at home where during this time I could not do anything because if in fact it really was the cast of course because I was on crutches couldn't go anywhere you know uh, I was out of school for quite a long time before I was able to go back and then if in fact it was the other then I was still out of school for a while because I had chicken pox but neither, neither, uh, neither here nor there but uh, you know it was the cast it was the cast. Yeah, it was the cast. Uh, and how I know it was the cast was because of where my room was at the time. Because earlier in life, my brother and I shared another room. We had another room. And then before he went off to college and did his thing, you know, when he went off to college and did his thing, I stayed in that room. And then where my, uh, when I was talking about my room next to the bathroom, that used to be my sister's room. And then later on, my parents went out of time. We swapped rooms, you know. And then she ended up in the back room. I ended up in the front room with the bathroom, blah, 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 blah. So, but where this was, this was in the back room. So in this back room, uh, yeah, this was during the time when I had the cast. Yes, it was. Yeah, so I was at home and laid up and this was during i believe it was real cold it was like kind of the winter time or whatever the case may be because it was cold and we had these things maybe you guys haven't experienced them, but i know my older generation uh knows what i'm talking about well we had these called electric blankets right and we had these electric blankets and you know it had a dial on them and with a with a switch so you plug the joker into the wall you was on your bed you know it was kind of made up with your bed and um you know, you turn on the switch, you know, I think it went from like one to 10, you know, 10 being the hottest it would be. And then one being the coolest would be or almost off. Right. So I had my electric blanket on from that night. Right. And I'm just I'm laying up in the bed and I'm chilling, you know, whatever. So now it's like morning time, whatever. And I don't know what it was, but, you know, I had to get up, you know, and go to the bathroom. It's just what it was. I just like left my room and went to the bathroom. And 
um, and I'm gone. And I come back in my room. Well, I hadn't even came back in the room yet. It's like my room was cracked open to a point. But it was dark enough, like in the area to where it really wasn't like morning time, where like the sun's out and blah, 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 blah. You know, still kind of, I'm not going to say dark, but it was, you know, somewhat out, like, you know, bright. So as I come out the bathroom and I come back down the hallway, um, you know, my door was still kind of cracked open to my bedroom. But then I see like this bright, you know, um, something underneath the door, like the sun was like shining through my shades or something like that. And I knew that wasn't the case. Right. And I'm like, you know, what the heck, you know, what is this? And when I swing the door open, the wall next to my bed is engulfed in fire. I mean, engulfed in fire. I mean, it was a bad deal. I mean, it was completely engulfed in fire. And um, we had to, um, you know, start, you know, trying to figure out how to put out the fire. So, you know, and it was getting to the point towards trying to climb up the wall of the bedroom. And, you know, after we got through going through this ordeal of trying to put out the fire, you know, later on, we got the fire department involved, you know. Uh, my dad wasn't home at the time. And my mother was, as she was, always there for all my issues, my problems. <clears throat> you know, and that's just what that was. So the fire department came on the scene. Uh, pops came back to the house, whatever. We got the fire department involved. And um, come to find out, uh, the reason why I caught fire, it was a faulty blanket. It wasn't like we had a bad circuit or we had a power outage or there was a surge uh, in our power lines, per se, uh, through the wall outlet. It was a faulty blanket. Something in the box of the blanket uh, caused the problem. So, so since that day forward to this day, you can't pay me to be an electric blanket, period, <laughs> period. You can't pay me because, again, I don't have any flashbacks, you know what I'm saying? So it's not going to happen. All right. So, yeah, so this was a, a fire situation that I had nothing to do with. And, and in all these things, you know, first, you know, um, and again, you know, I talked about uh, the shower and the situation. I was trying to link the two together, figure out what that was. And I realized it's because of the cast, my broken ankle. So I'm there in a cast. I mean, I, you know, again, I was having fun, you know, on my bike. I break my ankle. It has to be said. Um, in a full cast. I mean, literally all the way almost up to my, it's basically a full, like, uh, full thigh cast. It's all the way up from the tips of my toes all the way up to uh, my thigh, past my thigh. Basically, basically it stops almost at, the, at your growing area, right? So I'm in that. So I'm out of commission, number one. And then fire breaks out. You're out of commission and fire breaks out. And I talk about that because in life, there has been plenty of times where you as a man, you in business, you in relationships, uh, you in whatever that is. That you are out of commission, that life has handed you 
so many blows that puts you out of commission. So not only uh, were you originally having fun, but fun or a good time or a nice vacation or a great marriage um, or a, a child born or a new business, a new venture, a new networking strategy. You're doing great, but then something happens and you're out of commission. And then while you're out of commission, you lose your house. While you're out of commission, you lose your home. The dog dies. You lose your parents. Somebody comes down with cancer. Somebody comes down with an illness. Thing, And then now all of a sudden, a fire breaks out. The fortunate thing is the fire was possibly supposed to take you out, but it didn't. The fire was hoping that you would stay in the bed, but you weren't there. The fires in life sometimes reminds us that we're still here. The fires in life sometimes reminds us that we have another chance. You know, I'm also reminded of later on, again, this was 18 when the bed fire broke out. But later on, as you've heard me talk in some of my other podcasts where I talk about the time I had purchased a Z. It's a Datsun, uh, it's a 26DZ, 260Z. And I bought it again from my cousin. His name is Roddy. And, um, you know, I was, I was always one of these, those guys, even during that time, that, that I just wanted to buy something and have it under my name. So I was trying to do everything I could to just hurt me, get the pink slip and boom, 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 you know, do my own thing. Well, it was during this time that I had some family from out of town, my boy, Chris, and I know he's listening right now. What up, Chris? All right. So he's going to be listening to this podcast. He's going to be like, yeah, dog, I remember this, right? So because, uh, yeah, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, you understand where I'm going. But yeah, so he was visiting me from out of town and uh, he and his family and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we, we've had some excellent stories together, uh, both, uh, myself and Chris, um, a lot older than he is, but we did some stuff. I mean, we, we, we've had a lot of experiences and, we, and, and sometimes we get a chance to talk about those via phone because he doesn't live in out here in Southern California. He lives out there in the Fresno area and what have you. But we, uh, at this particular time, uh, they were in town. We were hosting at our church or at our local church, uh, the church I was attending at the time. A, um, I believe this was a, a watch night service. And if anybody's familiar with a watch night service, it's you know pretty much where you're you're having a service uh, New Year's Eve, right around ten o'clock, ten or so at night, you know, and you're having basically like you normally would a nice uh, a, a service. I mean. You know, you got the music, your choirs going, you know, your gospel groups, blah, blah, blah. You have several different people speaking, blah, blah, blah. And then you go into um, praying in the new year, right? So you pray in the new year. Then sometimes there's uh, sometimes there's a concert afterwards or whatever the case may be. And there's possibly communion. So it got to the point to where um, service was great. We prayed in the new year and there was going to be a concert. But somebody had to go home. And um, I'm like, oh, man. So that means I got to go run this person home, right? So I was asked to run this person home. 
So I had asked my other cousin uh, because, you know, he attended the church with me, you know, because we're all family. And uh, um, and his name is Joseph. <laughs> Good old Joseph. Joseph, man, you're going to be listening to the podcast. You're like, what? You told on me. Yeah, I, 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 I'm telling on you, champ. I'm telling on you. So, um, yeah, so we are um, at church. And I asked Joseph, I said, hey, man, you want to ride with me, man? Because I got to run this person home. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we are on our way to uh, run this person home. <clears throat> and uh, so we did what we were supposed to do, uh, took the person home, and we come back. And on our way back, we didn't get back to the church right away. So, we, I mean, I mean, literally right away at all. It was <laughs> hot garbage, let me tell you. It's good. Oh, boy. So... We dropped the person at home, and he and I are uh, just chilling in the car, listening to music, and doing some different things. Now, if you've listened to some of my previous stuff, you know that I used to do a lot of audio and and stuff, you know, in cars and and uh, man competition and audio, blah 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 blah. So I'd, I'd done this little install in my car, right? This little install, it was not, it was you know, it was nice install, blah blah blah. It sounded great, and I, and I was kind of doing some, you know, some trial and error type of thing. I was you know, really R and D research and development, you know, because this was during the time you know, um, CDs were had just came out. You know, uh, I think they're probably about two, two, three years in at the time. Uh, CDs, CD players, and blah 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 blah. I mean, if you had a CD player in your car during that time, I mean, you was balling out of control, right? So. And man, uh, we're just kind of listening and chilling. So we go over this 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 dip in the uh, uh, the street. We go over a dip. So it wasn't like a speed bump. We go over a dip and we slow down for it. Well, in my mind, I thought I slowed down for it. <laughs> Again, we are uh, 19, 20 years old. Something like that. It's about 19, 19, 20. Yeah, about 19. Well, I'm 19. Joseph, I think, was like 16. Something like that. Something like that. 16, 17. So, and I, I thought I slowed down for this, this dip. That's just me. I'm just going to say, I, I think I slowed down for this dip. And then next thing you know, we start smelling something in the car. We're just like, what the heck is this? I'm like, that smells like electrical. And then next thing you know, smoke started erupting inside the car and start filling the whole interior, causing us to start coughing. So, I as I'm slowing down the car to start pulling over, I hadn't came to a complete stop yet. Next thing you know, fire breaks out on the passenger side. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, coming from the footwell area, you know. And, and uh, man, the fire breaks out. And my cousin Joseph is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's a fire. I need to get out. I mean, literally, he's like that. Literally. I mean, he's like, oh, my God. I didn't stop good. He jumps out the car. It was like a... <laughs> God, you know how you, you you know if you're on fire you're supposed to stop drop and roll right this fool was like he was gonna jump out the car and stop drop and roll it was, it was hilarious and you don't you know and we're on asphalt <laughs> and he's he gets out and he's running around the car oh my god help us that car's on fire we're gonna burn up we're gonna die I'm, you know he's kind of one of those fools you know where you just want to just slap slap out of it snap out of it <laughs> it's hilarious and as funny as that was when we when we talk about it after the fact, 
It wasn't funny when we were in walk through it. It really wasn't. Uh, I look at it now and it's kind of funny because I look at the whole characteristic of, of kind of how he responded to it. And uh, even though the importance of it. So the fire breaks out in the car. And um, I popped the hood. So I, I pulled over, turned off the ignition. That's the, one, that's the first thing you do. You turn off the ignition. I turned off the ignition because I wasn't sure exactly what it really was. Pulled over to the side of the road, popped the hood, opened the hatch, left all the doors open, made sure the headlights and everything were off. You know, and we out, right? And it's smoking, 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 smoking. But then the f and then we start finding uh, things. I think I had a couple things in my trunk or whatever the case may be. And we start trying to fan the flames, trying to put out the nut there, fan them to, you know, to keep it. We're trying to put out the flames, per se. And we're hitting the flames with, I think we had blankets or tar. I don't know what it was we were using. We were trying to find anything we could to try to put out this fire. So finally, we put out the flames. And, and I want you to understand, uh, we weren't in jeans. <laughs> we weren't in polo shirts. We had our suits on. <laughs> God. Yeah, we had our suits on. So we had a full jacket. You know, uh, a matching uh, suit, you know, a jacket and pants. We had a button up long sleeve shirts with ties. Matter of fact, we might even had the uh, matter of fact, I think we had bow ties and cummerbunds too, because that's just how we kind of rolled back in them days, you know, it's just one of those things. And man, and we're on, we're on fire, right? <laughs> the car's on fire, the flames, you know, stuff is going up in the air, whatever. We finally get it, you know, the fly, fire out. And, you know, by this time, you know, fire department's called. And by the time the fire department actually show up, you know, the fire's already, you know, it's just car just kind of smoking. So, so they started asking us questions and blah, 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 blah. And I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. I don't know what happened. I was like, what the heck? What happened? So if anybody is very familiar with uh, the Z of that era, you know, the 240, the 260, the 280, as well as the later on the 280ZX. We found out through the fire department that I actually did something wrong. I actually did something wrong, which caused my dilemma. And what that was, was negligence. And sometimes life has a tendency to blow up, to cause fires, to cause turmoil, to cause issues in our life because of our negligence. Not that you did something purposefully, but sometimes you did something out of hastiness. And as I talked to earlier, sometimes our hastiness, because we see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, we want to, oh, you know, we're almost done. We don't need to do this. Or we forget because we're focused on something else. And during this time, the the fire department, the chief, uh, wherever the inspector was, who was trying to figure out what caused the problem. He says, um, he looks and, um, looks over the car thoroughly. And the next thing you know, he realizes here's what your problem is. So again, the 240, 260, 280 and 280ZX, their battery was located under a flap under the frame of the car near the, in the hood. And so there was like two flaps. So when you popped open the hood, 
and you lift it open a flap on the passenger side the battery terminal and the sad part is the hot side was under that and it's a metal chassis flap that's where your positive terminal was under this metal flap and what was supposed to guard against issues was called the battery tie down and in this battery tie down the battery tie down was supposed to secure the battery to the mounting plate and what happened because I was trying to do the most and and my philosophy has always been too much is just enough you know it's too loud that's exactly the way I like it I like to be able to turn it down I don't like you know when I really want it loud then this is struggling you know I want to be able to uh, if I want something real real loud I wanted to go way past where I really wanted to go if I need it. But if I don't need it, fine. It's better to have it not need it than need it not have it, right? That's just been my philosophy about a lot of stuff. So I had uh, replaced and put in this huge battery that's actually made for uh, a semi-truck. This thing was huge. It was like um, 18 inches long. It was like a huge interstate type battery. The thing had, uh, I believe during that time, the factory recommendation for that car was roughly, I believe, 565, 525 cranking amps, something like that. But this battery I had picked up, this thing was 1175 cranking amps. It had four terminals on it. I was running dual battery isolators, you know, so because, you know, it actually powered to be able to run the possibility of running two batteries, you know. Again, too much is just enough, right? And and I shoehorned this battery into uh, the tray, and I modified the tray to fit this battery. But I was so anxious and so happy I was able to fit and shoehorn this battery into that tray that I was negligent in the fact that I forgot to put the battery tie down. Or modify and fix a battery tie down to keep the battery from bouncing up and possibly touching the chassis. Now, for those of you that are car guys, you're like, you stupid idiot. Yeah, I messed up. <laughs> I messed up completely. I'm not going to lie. I did. I was like, God. And I realized that when that popped up and hit the chassis, it caused the electrical fire. And what it did, it messed up one of my, um, it's like the uh, voltage regulator thing that was um, on the back of um, my chassis near the firewall. And that whole thing had to be modified later. It, so it, was, a, it was a nasty thing. So our, my negligence wasn't something that I purposefully did. Like I, you know, I just want to be stupid. It's a simple fact that I was modifying. I thought I was doing something great. And sometimes you, you do things. You think you're doing something great in life. And a fire breaks out. You're doing great in your marriage. And a fire breaks out. Great at raising your children. And a fire breaks out. You're blindsided. You're doing great in life on your job. And then you're blindsided by a fire in your life. And only you know what that fire is. And some of you right now are going through a fire in your life. But I'm here to let you know it doesn't last always. 
It's just a time. It's just a, a, a stopping station. It's like you're on the train, right? And there's a couple of stations along the way that you may have to stop at because you're not on a straight train ride. You have a pit stop along. It's just a pit stop. Now, how you respond to these fires is up to you. Because, again, it's, it's, it's a trial. It's a trial. It's a test. Sometimes it tests in your patience. Sometimes it tests your courage. It tests your resolve. It tests your endurance. It tests sometimes your love. It tests whether or not you're sincere or not. Sometimes you're trying to launch something and you're not getting the clientele that you need. It's only a test. What are you going to do from here? You're trying to build a relationship that just seems sometimes it's not working. You're trying to take care of your mother, your parents, your father. Maybe you're, you're, the, you're the parent trying to take care of your children. And you're hitting uh, bumps, the speed bumps in life, these fires in your life. Because uh, maybe your, your son or daughter just came out and you don't know how to deal with it. Maybe uh, you've been informed that some, you know, somebody in your life uh, is a drug addict. Maybe there's a wife or a significant other listening right now and um, you're the man in your life has a porn addiction. These fires, these these things you, you thought you were good. Maybe you found out somebody cheated. How will you respond to these fires? I, 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 when I look back now, um, even after it was all over with, I mean, we, I'm not going to lie. We, we laughed about it. It was, we, we weren't laughing about it then. <laughs> we weren't, we didn't laugh about it then. Um, I just want to really slap a cousin. I really did. I really did. I love him to death and I love him today. And, uh, uh, you know, we've talked about this, uh, situation, you know, often many times when we get together, but, but during that time that it was, it was a very, uh, important time because being a young man and you don't know why something happens in your life and you think that it's the vessel or the vehicle that caused the problem the vehicle was the result of sometimes the problems that we cause my negligence because I left something out. And sometimes fires happen in our lives because we leave something out. Oops, I forgot that. Oops, I forgot to tell her that I loved her. Oops, I forgot to turn in that essay. Oops, I forgot to do that. Oops, I, and, and the fires remind you of what you didn't do. They're reminders sometimes. But then there are some fires that um, you didn't cause. But yet still there are fires nonetheless. It doesn't take away the significance of the fire. It doesn't take away the fact that it's still a fire nonetheless. And fires are made to burn things. That's what they do. Fires burn things up. And I tell you, it's, it's a tough deal when you're going through a situation and you're trying to resolve the issue. Mine was complete negligence and not doing what I should have done by finishing up the project. I should have finished it up completely. I thought I was complete, but I, lift, I missed a very small piece of the puzzle. 
And what's amazing, you know, you go through life and you're making sure all these little intricacies are done. Uh, these pieces are put together. That puzzle fits here and that piece is there and this, that and the other. And we focus on all the major things because trust me, I was focusing on all the major things. I was making sure it was grounded right. Making sure that the power was connected to a splitter that was split out from zero gauge to, uh, I believe it was, uh, four or five gauge wire and whatever that was, six gauge, I think it was. It went out to a four-way splitter that way. And then I made sure those cables were all insulated, that they had the right protection around them, made sure that they were uh, had the, the ties on them, that they were zip-tied like they were supposed to, make sure everything was all that. Make sure the amps were connected right, make sure the electronic crossover was bolted, make sure all the passive um, things were set on the crossover portion, from, from what frequency to the next frequency, to the subwoofers, to the, sub, you know, this, that, and the other, because I was running three amplifiers, blah, 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 all the garbage, right? Make sure the speakers, the wires were not, were not uh, inverted, you know, or out of phase. Want to make sure everything was all in phase. Make sure that when, when one speaker moved up, that they all moved up at the same time and moved down at the same time. Wanted to make sure everything was good. You know, I had taken all the seats and everything out, all the carpet out to do this complete, this installation. Only to have it all burn up in my face. <laughs> Man. A very expensive lesson to learn. Because when things come uh, by fire, you think of all the hard work, the leg work, the time and effort you put in to launch and do the things that are important to you, your family, your business, your neighbors, your community, whatever that is, only to find out that some things get burned up. That all the traction you've made has caused a huge setback. So in that night, I made a, a phone call. And again, I had to go to a pay phone. <laughs> These are the pay phone days, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know what a pay phone is, it's one of those phones that stand up on the thing. There's glass kind of around it on the sides and the back. And then you drop a coin in that joker. And then the operator tells you exactly how long you can stay on the phone before you push the buttons. That's what that was. So I had to call the church because, again, there's no cell phones. There's no pagers during that time. I mean, at least actually there was a pages but you were pretty much a doctor or a drug dealer but yeah um so i called the church and somebody answered the phone i said i need you to get my father y'all know exactly how this is about to go for those of you who've been listening to anything dealing with my dad but he i mean he he was pretty decent he was i said pop you know he's like yeah he's like what i said my car caught on fire he's like what <laughs> You know, the first thing he said, what'd you do? <laughs> Seriously, that was his response. He said, what did I do? Like, it was my fault, right? It was, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we parents, we do that sometimes. <laughs> we blame some of our kids, like, especially if you depend upon the child. <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> yeah, that was his response. He's like, what did, what did you do? And, uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. So, he walked me through a couple of things. What do you think? And I'm, he goes, maybe it's the alternator. Maybe it's such a, maybe it's such a. And then I couldn't get it started. The car wouldn't start. And uh, we just could not figure this thing out. So um, 
tried a couple things and um, only to find out uh, that there's this regulator thing that had burned out on the firewall which has these wires in it we had to modify a few things just to get it started but notice that when we started the vehicle there's certain I think I had something wasn't working I can't remember what it was but something wasn't working right <clears throat> so at any rate ended up uh, going back to the church we ended up back right I didn't go home right <laughs> church is important y'all <laughs> I mean, this is what it was <laughs> we ended up back at the church the concert's halfway over right and so we miss a whole lot of stuff um my shirt is like kind of you know again i had a white i had a white ooh, boy i'm tripping i had a white shirt on my shirt wasn't white when i got back <laughs> i had like charcoal covered burns on the, the tips of my collar and near my cuffs and i had dirt marks and stuff like on my shirt you know like in the chest area and stuff like that i, I wasn't looking pretty <laughs> i was not looking presentable but sometimes you know even we get dirty going through these issues and later you find out that um, because the car had to end up going to an electrical place because there are certain things we couldn't figure out but when we found out that it was this little area we were able to shoehorn and fix um, it was two electrical connection electrical connectors um, and we couldn't find the original fuse type things that went in them anymore they just good luck trying to find them and then during this time i didn't know that there was a you know a junkyard that was specialized in dotsons or specialized in z's so but that was later a couple years later but we were able to makeshift uh these um we got some real thick gauge wiring and put on uh, maybe two of them they were, I believe, about maybe about five inches a piece. And we put uh, female sliding connectors on each end so that way they can connect to these things on the firewall. And once we were able to do that, the car ran fine. But the issue was, here we are on uh, the next morning. And uh, my car, I mean, you open the doors, oh, it is so bad. I mean, this thing smelled like uh, it went through, uh, you know, backdraft, okay? I mean, literally. I mean, the outside was fine and all that kind of stuff, but the inside, especially in the passenger side area, was jacked up. All the carpet was shot, blah, blah, blah. So my cousin Chris and I, now Joseph is back at home. We get him all dropped off and what have you. But my cousin Chris and I, it was he and I that decided, he was with me uh, when I had to go get some carpet. I went and bought a roll of carpet, got some padding and blah, blah, blah. And it was the two of us and we stripped the entire interior down to the frame, literally. Uh, we took everything out we took the door panels out, the seats out, the dash out, this, uh, you name it. We took everything out. And the two of us, myself and Chris, we redid the whole interior. We redid all the sound system. 
we redid all the wiring we did redid all the interior and we put it back together but I tell you it was not without laughs and this fool talking about me the whole time I mean Chris had jokes for days you know I mean uh, oh my god I can't even tell you what all he said but I mean all the way up to you know light skinned man about to be you know burn up and you know, look chocolate, whatever it was. I mean, he had all this stuff. He was like, oh, man, he was he was just killing me. And he was like, man, I can't believe, you know. So while we're doing all this stuff, he's just telling jokes. And I'm I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I, 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 there's nothing I can do about it. I just, I just like to laugh. Because sometimes, I mean, when you're going through the process, um, when the fire is there, the focus is not laughter. The focus is not let's have a good time. The focus is not, um, you know, let's joke about this. The focus at that time is we need to put out this fire. Then we can assess the problems. And then revisit how did it happen. And then possibly as we're going through this restoration process to restore, fix, rebuild, whatever that is, to get some things back on track. You're going to find some laughter in some of the moments. You're going to find some smiles in some of the moments. And also in some of those moments, there are some moments going to make you cry. Sometimes with joy. Sometimes with sorrow. But in these trial by fire moments, just know that it's the first word, a trial. Sometimes it's a setback. Sometimes it's a speed bump. But in all these things, you are more than conquerors through him that loved you. You can get past these trials. You can get past these fires. They're not permanent. It's how you respond. You know, one, in one way... I, I'm trying to be calm. My cousin's hysterical. And not everybody's going to have the same attitude when you're going through a fire period. And yeah, externally I was calm, but internally I wanted to scream. Because for me, my baby is burning up. That was me. My baby is burning up. I'm about to lose my baby. Somebody else's, my life is burning up. Someone else's, my business is burning up. Somebody else's, my children are burning up. Someone else's, uh, my career, my health, my parents, my relationship. Some things are completely repairable. Some things are not. But it's all in how you handle these things. And look at what can I get out of this process. What is it that I am here to learn in the midst of this fire? In the midst of this test? What is it for me to learn? Or is it just for me or is it for somebody else? 
Or maybe somebody else is watching while I go through this. Because let me tell you, when I showed back up to church and my stuff was all burned up and I had burned stuff like that, all my young uh, generation of people, all my uh, the people that um, I worshiped with that are my age, all my uh, friends and colleagues and, and fellow youth people, they all knew what happened by that because they had announced it during the service saying that myself and Joseph was in a car fire. <laughs> Man. And they had people praying for us. And sometimes the fires in your life are not even private. And that's what makes it even harder. Because sometimes the fires in your life are public. Where other people actually see you going through. Now, fortunately, I had somebody next to me that was able to help me put out the flames. But sometimes there are some things in your life that nobody is there to help you. And then there are sometimes there are people that watch you go through this fire and stand by to see what the end result is going to be. Not everyone in your life is there to help you put out the fire. Some people are just newscasters. They just want to broadcast your news. But while you're going through your process, look at what you can get out of the process. What is there for me to learn in this? Whether it was a fire through my negligence or not only am I down, I'm getting hit with this fire. and I've got to figure out how to respond to it. And it's not my fault. In all these things, you can come back from it. You could bounce back from it. I mean, yeah, I, I use this car scenario because I think this is uh, uh, um, very relevant in our life today. Because this pandemic thing that we're all going through, you can bounce back from this. If you're dealing with a cocaine or drug addiction, you can bounce back. Alcoholism, bounce back. Pornography, bounce back. Anger, bounce back. Anxiety, you can bounce back. I had something, somebody next to me who helped me take all the problems out of my vehicle and helped me completely redress it. Who's that person in your life that can help you redress and redo your interior? Maybe it's the interior, the interior of your life, the interior of your business, the interior of your mind, the interior of your relationship. Who can you count on who's not worried about um, broadcasting your news? What they're worried about is getting you back on track. Who can you count on to help you rebuild, redecorate, reline? Recarpet, reupholster these fires in your life. Find that person. Find somebody. Doesn't matter if it's a counselor, a therapist, uh, maybe it's your coach, maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's your pastor, maybe it's your mom or your dad, maybe it's your husband, your wife, maybe it's your son or your daughter, maybe it's a colleague. Find somebody to help you. And just understand that the trials by fire in your life 
are not permanent. It's what you do with them that matters. I'm Sean, your host. You have listened to another podcast of I'm Dealing With. Stay tuned for the next one. Take care. Be blessed. Bye-bye.